Welcome, Travelers Blueprint community. I am Elliot Shibley, and here with me, as always, is the very deferential Robert Demena. All right, explain that one. This is a word I've wanted to use before, but deferential is, and I don't like when dictionaries do this, but showing deference, but it really means respectful, humble, considerate. Thank you. That's really nice. You're welcome. Yeah. As as you become a parent, you become much more deferential. Before, you were a little selfish. Oh, all right. Well, you know, I, I actually, now that I think of it, I couldn't really argue with that. That's okay. Yeah. As, as Gia agrees in the background. Yeah, I know. As, as she's screaming, she's my cheerleader now. She is. And you're hers. Yes. All right. So before we get into the podcast, I want to give a shout out to T Public. It is where we keep our merchandise and you can get a pretty incredible Traveler's Blueprint hoodie if you were to go through the link in our uh, website bio and and purchase one that way i have one my wife has one i've got a t-shirt my wife amanda has one of their tank tops there's a ton of awesome apparel and there's also cool mugs and stuff too yeah there's a lot of different merchandise on there the, the hoodies are, are incredible i'm i'm a big proponent for those so check it out if you have time if you want to you want to rock our logo you know in some way shape or form we'd much we'd appreciate it rock our gear rock our gear yeah there you go yeah all right all right, Bob, what is our uh, answer to last week's trivia question? What was okay. the question? So last week's trivia question was with our guest, Jeff, who we talked about airline miles with. If you haven't listened to that episode, uh, it was a really good one for, for travel credit cards. The, the question was, what is Jeff's base airport? And it was Dooley's. Dooley's? Dulles. Dulles. <laughs> Dulles. You're from in the Washington, area. How do you not know how to pronounce it? I'm not it? from the D.C. area. I, You're you from can't, the East but, Coast. Yeah, but still. Um, it, it just doesn't look like that's how it's pronounced. Anyway, if you had right. that answer correct and you sent it to us via email at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com, if you send it to our Instagram po- our our Instagram or Facebook direct messages, we will uh, draw at random and send you a Traveler's Blueprint sticker. And thank you for playing. Elliot? Who do we have on today's podcast? So our guest today started off like many of our other guests, and there's a general theme to this Traveler's Blueprint podcast, and she felt very constricted by her typical nine-to-five job as a lawyer or working in a law office, studying law, and she went from being that office employee to a fashion model and ultimately where she is today as an adventurer. She plunged into the unknown world of travel at 24, and she has not stopped. So we had an incredibly enlightening discussion on the often shrouded behind-the-scenes working of a digital nomad lifestyle, including the hustle and ambition that lifestyle necessitates to be successful. So we truly hope you enjoy our conversation and hope that you, if you feel the same way she does or did, can use it as a tool for your own success or at least motivation. So without further introduction, please welcome Priya Maridu. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Priya, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to join us this morning. As we understand, you are currently in Miami getting ready to go on your next adventure. Yeah. 
So Bob and I came across your Instagram page actually a little while ago, and we've been trying to get you on for a few months now, but you've been so <laughs> unbelievably busy doing all of your adventure stuff and basically living your life in the way that Bob and I wish we could live ours. Yeah. So you had a really interesting journey that I think a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to, at least in the beginning portion, and then ideally give them some kind of hope for maybe transitioning and doing something of their own. Yeah, so yeah. Let's start with the simple question of where did you get the name The Wild Indian Girl? So uh, Wild Indian Girl came up maybe like a year and a half into my adventure travel world. Um, it was actually when I was in New Zealand and I was having this like moment of like crisis. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know really anything about what I was doing. Um, if you guys know, my career started off, I was a like a law student and I worked at a, as a paralegal at a law firm. And then I, you know, I had the standard like nine to five and then I quit my job. I quit school. So I haven't graduated, but I quit all of that stuff. And then on the same day, and then the next day I went on a 15 day road trip. So I went from Seattle to Banff to Montana, down to Utah. I saw my first I did like all of like my firsts outside. So I like slept underneath the stars for the first time. I slept in a car for the first time. And that was a journey of itself. And then I like, you know, had my first backpacking trip. I did my first hike, all of that stuff. And then I fell in love with the outdoors. So I was like, this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I took off on a trip to New Zealand for a year. Halfway through that year, is when I had like my crisis because I had no idea who I was. Like I didn't know if I was still a student. I didn't know if I, I did fashion modeling for a really, really long time. Um, I started off as a pageant girl, <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Miss Teen Seattle over here. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so... <laughs> See, all I think of when I think of, of pageants now is Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, I was more of the Miss Congeniality style. You know, I was Sandra Bullock. Okay. I was the right. one eating pizza at, like, the parties. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did not fit in. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I fell in love with, like, the photo shoot side of that, but not the pageant side. And so I went into, like, fashion modeling and did a lot of like magazines and all that stuff. And then when I went outdoors, I, yeah, kind of had this like moment of crisis. I was like, I don't know who I am. And so Chris, my partner, we like sat down for a good like two days and did a branding exercise basically to come up with the wild Indian girl. It's like, what is that? Like, who is that? What does that represent? And it's basically like, like if you know a typical Indian, you know, it's like nine to five, get at like, you know, get a degree, get a job, get a husband, get a kid, get a house, you know, get stable. And that's their routine. And I was on that path. And sort of not doing that is kind of like my wildness. Like I went savage somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere along the road, I was like, I'm turning savage. And and then, and then calling it the savage Indian girl didn't really sound <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So I'm the wild Indian girl. All right. Well, I, I love that story. 
Yeah, that's very cool. And so something that we've heard over and over again is that we speak to travelers who started off with this feeling of like entrapment where they were working this nine to five and they just felt claustrophobic. And with each one, when we ask, you know, how did you break free? There's really, there was really never a fine print plan for them. They all just kind of did it. And then you sort of figure it out. And I I think that's something that we'd like to nail home to anybody listening that is in a similar situation is, you know, you you can think about it all you want. You can think about it every day, day in and day out. Should I do it? Should I not do it? What if I fail? What if I, you know, what if it doesn't work out? At some point, if you're capable and you're in a situation that you're able to do it, you need to just do it. And it worked out really well for you um, based on what, you know, what we've seen, uh, you know. Yeah. So, I had a very good guide per se, and I wouldn't really call him a guide since he kind of like threw me in the water in the deep end um, with sharks. I say that with Chris, like he, I'm like any adventure we go on, he's like the kind of guy to like push you into the deep end of the water face down with sharks and like rocks on the bottom. And you kind of have to like navigate your way through. And it's kind of like, but he's a really good guide. So when I left, um, I went on the 15 day road trip with him. And so he took me on my first like hiking trip, like at age 24, right? That's how long, yeah. Age 24, I went on my first hike, like ever. Wow. And yeah, and I had no idea of anything, right? I didn't know, I didn't even know what shoes to wear. So like the first first hike that I did I had these big bulky shoes and we did this like eight mile hike and by the time we got back uh my feet like we were going through like mud and like all these like things and so like I got home like filthy and I was just like okay so like time for a shower and I like go into the bathroom trying to like wash myself and I'm like literally like trying to wash the mud off of me and it didn't go away and I was like wait why isn't this going away and it turns out it was blood. Like it was just like regenerating blood. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. I didn't know that could happen. And like, (laughs) did you get like tons of blisters? No, I did. I just didn't know. So I was just like, so overwhelmed by everything that was going on around me. I had no idea what was going on with my body. You know, I was just like, oh, okay, that's just probably a reaction I'm having to like looking at that deer in this forest for the first time in my life. So that's normal. And so when I got home and like finally got a second to like check in with myself, I was like, oh, so I actually have like 30 bruises because I can't walk like a normal person. And I didn't know like, you know, walking into like a branch could leave an awkward you know, bruise or just walking in general. Like I didn't know, like if you didn't have the right shoes, like they could, they could like actually hurt you. And so the next day, like after I showed Chris, like what happened to my feet the next day, he was like, okay, so we're going to go shopping. And I was like, sick, like my kind of territory takes me to, (laughs) takes me to like the outdoor store. First time I've been in there. And I like look at all these shoes and he like basically goes to the aisle, picks out my shoes and he goes, you have the option of this color or this color. And I was like, that color. And that was it. That was like, that was all that I got to That's choose. That's kind of a from. nice guide. Yeah. Yeah. It makes super it easy. Sweet. Yeah. Super yeah. Sweet. 
So, I mean, if anything, if you're really scared, like my honest suggestion would be to find someone to like take you out into the world. Cause it could be like, it's an overwhelming place. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know where you're going, first of all, it's not safe. Cause if you're like me, you'd walk off a cliff and wouldn't even know it's there. But so it's like, and then wake up in the morning and be like, oh man, that dirt's not coming off. Yeah, that dirt's not coming off. But so it's like, I would suggest like, find just like somebody that'll be like yeah let's go on a hike together or let's go explore this part of the woods and like see where it leads because that's what's been like the best thing for me like having that having that person take care of everything else so I kind of kind of like enjoy the moment per se like I had nothing to think about like I had no tools to think about I had no packing to think about I just showed up Right. I just like, I was just arrived and I was like, hi, it me. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <It's> really <laughs> nice. Having so step one, decide you want to do it. Step two, find a mentor. Yeah. Step one, step two. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and then find a mentor that won't like, that won't talk you out of something. So like find that mentor that'll throw you into the deep end with yeah. the sharks on the bottom. Continually because, push. Yeah. That's who's going to really push you. And that's just going to really be like, you know what? You need to learn to do this. You need to push yourself. And I've cried, literally, I've cried every single adventure I've been on. I've snot tear cried, like the <laughs> ugly snot tear cry. Like I've done that every single adventure. Nice. Yeah. And, and one of your blog, po- blog posts um, was titled Big Leap of Faith. Yeah. Right. That's... And, and is that essentially what this came down to in the beginning? Yeah, uh, it was. It was the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken uh, basically because I haven't met Chris before he picked me up from my house uh, for our 15 day road trip like he like arrived and he's like hey I'll come pick you up we can go on this like road trip together so first of all I was like meeting a complete stranger Um, that was gonna be my second question I say that but I mean we've been like talking on like Skype and like Instagram and all that stuff so it's like we kind of knew each other and I like vetted him you know I like talked to my friends I was like hey is he a creep and <laughs> you know <laughs> can confirm he is the standard stuff <laughs> the yeah. standard stuff and you know turns out he's all right and so I was like okay cool <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um yeah so first it was going to be like this basic total stranger and then it was going to I was let go I was letting go of stability I was letting go of my job. I was letting go of that consistent income and I let go of school, which was like a really, really big thing for me because that's all I grew up with, right? Like you have to go to school, you have to get a degree. And I let go of that. And it was like walking into this, like, just this like abyss. And I had no idea. Of unknown, like this shroud of- Complete unknown. And I had no clue- where I was going to make my money. I had no clue like what I was going to do to like help sustain myself. But in that moment, all I knew was I wanted to literally like just walk out and then see where it led me. And And, like based on some of the research I did through your Instagram and just judging from some of the pictures, it looked like this adventure sort of started with you kind of bringing your modeling skills to yeah. it right and you were kind of like modeling like in the outdoors or something yeah but then I noticed like a transition to where your posts started getting more adventurous and you're like scaling ice walls recently and you're, yeah. you know, you're actually like doing these physical activities and you're you're like you know going into the outdoors and it doesn't look 
as much uh, like modeling anymore. It looks like just adventure tourism. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was really interesting to just go on your, your timeline. You visibly see that and you could, yeah, you could see the transition of like, you know, fashion, fashion modeling into maybe like a little bit more about the outdoors and then into mm-hmm. just full on, you're just, you know, you're scaling mountains and you're, you're hiking crazy hikes and seeing the world. Yeah, it's been a crazy 180. Um, I went from literal one end of the opposite to like the other because I went from like the four walls sitting in a, you know, a studio having like 10 photographers or like, you know, people around me. And then two, I was just, I did a lot of fashion modeling because, you know, I signed an agency and they were just like, cool, you're an ethnic, you know, model. And it was kind of like not really that popular and so when brand saw that I was there they were like oh cool like we'll try her out so I would get a lot of gigs but it kind of promoted this like really negative body image on women you know they were like she has like the body like that's what you want to have and even when I was there like I would have people that would be like hey you know maybe you should eat a carrot just like in Miss Congeniality, hey? Wow. Like, they were I was like, gonna, I was gonna ask, I was like, did they try to make you like eat nothing? Yeah, so it, like on set, you get like salads and water and things that just did not- Not pizza. Not pizza. I was like, I don't want goat candy. Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> this is not, this is not my style. And you know, that- Every single day you wake up and you go to a shoot and everybody's just constantly like, this is the body. This is what you're supposed to have. This is, you know, how you're supposed to look. This is perfect. And then if I like gain a little weight, they'd be like, hey, you know, maybe you should like cut down on the carbs or like go to the gym or stuff like that. So I just hated all of that. And I ended up and I did a lot of makeup shoots, too. And and by no means is this um, like a, you know, a call out on any makeup artist. Like I think what they do is freaking amazing. But it also had that like thing of you had to have this perfect and plastic skin, right? Like no flaws were allowed to be shown, nothing like no pimples, no scars, none of that stuff was supposed to be shown. And they just covered up who I was. And I was like, this is just insane. Like I can't, I can't have this and I can't show this to next generations. And so I stopped all makeup and I didn't shoot in the studio for over like six months before I transitioned into like my wild savage self so I ended up shooting outside and I was still doing what I knew best which was modeling like a fashion style so I would still be in the outdoors I would still wear dresses but I would have no makeup on me and I wouldn't spend any time in the studio and my idea of a hike was like you know walking up like two feet spot <laughs> where I was yeah. going to take the photo. And then I met Chris um, and he was like, I'll take you on a real hike. And, you know, I went on an actual hike. I cried. I bled. I slept on a mat and I peed in the woods for the first time, which was a trip on its own. And, uh, and then I started taking photos being in the nature and just, you know, looking like however I looked. And I've acquired a lot of scars that I don't hide. And I love scars. And I'm like... Every star tells us... Every scar tells a story. It does. And I've got plenty and plenty embarrassing ones too. So I'm like, "Hmm, there's that. 
and I don't wear an ounce of makeup. I sleep on airport, you know, floors and in the Walmart parking lots. And it's been- And you're much happier. So much happier. Oh my gosh. You start to appreciate like the little things. Um, When I've gotten out and done stuff, like my mom and dad can't recognize me because I was the girl that was like, I need a hotel to sleep in because I need a bed. I need a bathroom. I need a shower. And then two, like showering once a week is like a privilege when I'm like, you know, savage and like out there. And then like sleeping in a bed is a luxury. But it's like, I'm having the time of my life sleeping in cars, sleeping in like on the dirt and looking at the stars. And it's just like insane. And it's so different than, you know, sleeping in a car because you're homeless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. But But, I mean, not technically (laughs) though. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, technically I am homeless because I don't have, I don't have an actual home. (laughs) All right. All right. So I want to I want to transition a little bit to what your exact feelings were because we talked about the leap of faith and mm. your transition wasn't I assume it wasn't just like a snap decision because it's usually not it takes mine a lot of thought was. it it was but yeah, you were you were feeling was. that yes that I was feeling that, trapped uh, yes. I came every single day I came home and I was exhausted but it wasn't the right kind of exhaustion you know it was it was like the feeling of oh man I have work tomorrow or oh man I have school tomorrow like when is the weekend gonna come when can I sit on the couch and be a couch potato when can I not do something and every single day I came home with that feeling of okay well today is over thank goodness and tomorrow's another day but it's not getting any better yeah Right. Now, when you decided to go into modeling and go into the adventure outdoors realm, did you have any kind of backup plan in terms of savings? Because you didn't finish your degree. And I I assume you were working while you were getting your degree and had some savings. Nope. No. All right. Nope. Took that leave of faith. And I... I had like, I don't know, maybe a couple of grand in my account. I mean, I was a broke student, like who has money to do anything, right? Like I was in Seattle U, I was in a private school. School itself costed insane amount of money and my job wasn't really paying that much. But I had like, I don't know, maybe like five grand in my pocket. And aside from the crushing debt. Aside from the crushing debt, yeah. And I basically was like, and I was making enough. um, So when I was shooting fashion, I would be shooting often and I would shoot big projects. And so it, I was kind of in this idea. I was like, okay, so if I like put more time into this, I can get more of this stuff and I'll be like, you know, I'll be fine. And I let go of my safety and I had, so I, the scariest year, but when I went to New Zealand, like right after I quit my job, right after I did that, I had 5,000 in my account and to New Zealand, I did one job in 11 months. I had one gig and it was nuts. I was like, I had no money. I had nothing, but I, how did you manage? 
so I had support from my family, thank goodness. Um, but you know, cutting corners, not using Netflix, not having Starbucks, not, you know, making like real, real choices like, oh, yes. do I need to like go out to dinner today? Or can we eat out of this? Like, can we eat this canned food another night and survive? And really built a character. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kept going out into the outdoors, kept doing what I wanted to do, kept pushing myself. And eventually that paid off because I'm still doing this and I'm now getting paid to do it. You are. And you've been to so many places. It started, yeah. it start, seems to have started with the outdoors in the Pacific Northwest has now evolved mm -hmm. into countries around the world. You and I, before the show, were talking about Croatia. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell us some of the countries that you've been to through? Yeah as the wild Indian girl and maybe, maybe give us like your highlights. Yeah. So went to New Zealand, uh, from there, it came back to the States. Oh, so I started off in Thailand. Um, so I did my last fashion shoot was in India, my homeland. What up? Um, I went to India, did one last shoot and I met my partner up in Southeast Asia. And so we did 45 days around Southeast Asia came back to the States, left to New Zealand for 11 months. And from there, we've kind of been like hopping. Um, when we did Southeast Asia, we did a lot. So we did Bangkok, we did Thailand, we did India, we did um, a little bit of China for like a crazy overnight flight. Um, we went to Taiwan very last minute. I was supposed to go to Bali, but went to Taiwan. Um, Which some people still consider China, according to Kurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, and then New Zealand went to my Europe trip was crazy because I would be like driving in my car and it'd be like, you're in a new country. And I was like, ah, that's so cool. <laughs> that's nice. So you, you rented a car. So nice. Yeah. So, uh, in, we first went to Europe, we did, um, France, Italy and Croatia, um, in the summer. And then we went back because we were doing a, uh, moto trip. So it started off as a moto trip from London to India was the goal. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Um, that didn't really work out as the way that we wanted to. But in that trip that was supposed to happen, did everything from London to France to Italy to Slovenia to Croatia and then back all the way. So. And do you have goals with these trips? Are they just for fun? Is there work involved? Yeah, no, there's definitely work involved. I mean, I would love to say that I travel and don't work, but as a freelancer, I work every single day. There's no holiday for me. There's no nine to five. It's like a 4 a.m. to 12 a.m. kind of thing. Um, and I work on all of these things. Um, the London to India was a work trip. So it was supposed to be a ride across and uh, we were supposed to partner with a motorcycle company and then go all the way across. And then with that though like we also add in like other jobs like for thailand we had jobs to do and then new zealand i was supposed to have jobs but we just did a really big campaign for icebreaker there okay. um and then that the, seems to be the the way to do it is like you can't you can't just travel and yeah because you're not going to uh, be making any money you're just going to be spending so you're if, if you're money. able to do it with travel that's how you become that so quote unquote digital nomad yeah, yeah. yeah. And how do you get in contact with these companies or even spark these relationships? It's a lot of hustle. Like, uh, it's a lot of cold emails, a lot of 
doing things for free in the beginning. I shot for so many companies for free, just building the relationships and blending clientele, building photography, like, you know. Yeah. You essentially become uh, a salesman for yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, when you say you were shooting for companies for free, like, what do you mean exactly? Like you would hold their product and take pictures and post them and yes. try to get their attention that way? Yep. So um, when I first started off, uh, I did a lot of the fashion modeling in the outdoors. I didn't have uh, like a makeup or hair or like a wardrobe person. And so I would have to go onto Instagram and I would reach out to dress companies and I'd be like, hey, I'm going to Mexico and it's going to be a beautiful place. I would love to wear your dress and shoot while in the wild and I'll give you these images. And so that's kind of how it started off and then work your way into the outdoor world. Similar thing. I'll be like, I'm about to go to like Thailand and I'm going to go hiking. Like I would love to, you know, wear your shoes and test them out. And then I'll give you these images. Right. So a lot of that first. Okay. So I'm looking at your Instagram page right now and you have one photo that looked like it was the start of your, your packing photo for the start of your Europe trip. And it's yep. got you and I, is that Chris in the yellow jacket? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's got you guys laying down on two uh, blow up air mattresses, camping. Yeah mattresses with all of your gear laid out around you and you're just looking down at the floor it's a great shot yeah so is that actually everything or it looks like it's mostly your hiking gear yeah you'll notice there's no heels there no heels <laughs> no, heels. no, no makeup heels. bag no makeup bag no heels unless I it's had... for chris i don't know uh, no he's uh no <laughs> no jeans i had no dresses I had nothing I had everything was the outdoor stuff um although I did I mean in that photo there wasn't jeans although I did carry you know one pair of jeans um but yeah those were all the activities that I eventually got into uh mountaineering rock climbing all that stuff yeah that's pretty awesome I love that photo (laughs) yeah really creative that's a photo for sure yeah and so tell us uh, some of the projects that you have going on right now. So right now, as I am talking to you, I'm in a hotel in Miami. Um, I'm about to take off on a seven-night cruise. Uh, I'm shooting for the Royal Caribbean. Um, you'd think that sounds awesome, but I don't know how to swim. So I'm like, ah, you know, like. But you use all these going into the deep end with the sharks rep metaphors. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> that scares the shit out of me. It's like. That's good. All right. Maybe, like, maybe Chris will actually do that. Oh my gosh. When we were in Thailand, he, uh, there's this like option to go cliff jumping. And I thought it was just going to be like this little, like, you know, like drive up to this little rock. Mm, no, like climbed up. So it's like an actual like rock climb up all the way top. He like jumped off like probably above like 50 feet. He just like climbed up all the way and he goes, okay, I just can jump down. I'm like, ah, okay. Was it was it into freshwater or the ocean? The ocean. Yeah. I did uh, I did snorkeling in what sea is that? The Ottoman Sea in Thailand. And as I was looking down, there were uh, black tip reef sharks just swimming below me. Yeah. And you're you're it's terrified of sharks. Terrified. Yeah, I am. Not they don't eat you though. Yeah, is it the tiger sharks that eat humans? Tiger, tiger. Bull, great. Uh, tiger and bull are the, the the biggest threats, and then the great white. Yeah. But. The tiger eats anything, right? And yeah, I think they're like the trash 
Whoever, yeah. The trash sharks. The, the bull sharks have the most encounters with humans because they can go into freshwater or saltwater. Um, but I think the tigers are the most aggressive sharks towards man. Nice. Good to know. Yeah, there you go. As you go as down into the Caribbean. Cruise. Yeah. As I go on a cruise. <laughs> and everyone, yeah. everyone's like, you should not be scared. Because if you're in the water while you're on the cruise, the cruise ship is not doing the job. And I was like, mm, yeah, but have you seen any movie with a cruise ship? The first thing that goes down is the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so where is this ship actually taking you? Uh, we are going to go. I don't have an actual itinerary. Um, it's seven nights. Um, we're going to Haiti and then... That's all I know. Okay. Okay. It's like the first port. That's all I know. So you're just going for the ride right now. I'm literally on for the ride. I was like, yeah, okay, sign me up. And nice. And then as part of your work with the trip, are you just planning on doing photo shoots around the cruise ship? Yeah. So um, I actually uh, gotten more into my work, I guess. So I am now not just a photographer, not just a model. I'm also a photographer and I edit video and write blogs and stuff like that. And so for this specific project, I am going to be just a model and it's going to be around or, well, I'll be photographing Chris as well. So photographer model, um, it'll be around the cruise ship. And then we're going to have a little bit of like land excursions, like we'll be some land stuff but mostly just on the ship i think wow so they so i guess through some sort of communication that you had with them you you have some agreement to where they invited you on their ship to just take pictures and yeah that's really cool and it's it's neat to know that um i don't want to say anybody can do it but it can be done it can be done but i do give a very strong warning i mean the lifestyle i live seems like it's amazing but it's really stressful. Like a lot of people don't see behind the scenes. Um, I live still paycheck to paycheck because my paychecks don't come in on time. Like I'll have a lot of gigs that I'll do, but nothing gets processed on time. There's no stability. There's no, okay, like tomorrow I'm going to wake up and there'll be money in my bank account. So like most of the time I'm stressed out because I can't pay my student loans that I've acquired um, or like, anything in general. So I wouldn't necessarily say, yeah, anybody can do it. And like, it's easy. Like there's no, no there's no easy cakewalk. Um, right. I would say like, you know, have a plan, like have, and like, your, I could, your history sorry. of, you know, being in the pageant industry as a teenager has kind of helped you. It's kind of, given you at least a basic tool set to go into the modeling world for yourself, not necessarily for someone else. And as as Bob did say, anybody could do it as long as they found a skill set that allowed them to do it and they capitalized on it and understand completely that there is no stability. You're absolutely right. You're not getting paid bi-weekly. You're getting paid bi-weekly if you're doing a nine-to-five job in a cube, which is great. And if you love stability, that's for you. But you mentioned at the beginning about going into the outdoors and really understanding who you are. And one of our very, very first episodes back in like September of last year was with Florence Williams, who's the author of The Nature Fix. And it's all about how nature and the outdoors releases or relieves stress, improves your overall well-being and your overall like mental aptitude and nature also helps find yourself, which is 
something John Muir figured out, you know, back in the early 1700s. Yeah. And it's just an innate connection that every single human has, but we have transitioned and moved away from it. And mm -hmm. you figured it out yourself. Definitely true. Being in the outdoors, like it'll show you who you really are. Like it'll yeah. show you your breaking points. It'll show you what makes you happy. It'll, it'll, it'll throw you for like a really, really strong curveball. And you just kind of like really got to take them and just be like, yep, this is life. This is happening. And the idea of acceptance becomes your friend at such an early stage. And you're just like, okay, accept it understand it's happening, you know, and move on, find a way to move on, find a way to figure out what that next step is. And you're the stress level that you have now, the amount of work that you're putting in is probably above and beyond what the stress level and the amount of work mm -hmm. you're putting in at the law office. Definitely. But now you care about it. This is for yes. yourself and you love yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. It's worth it. This exhaustion, this like, stress all the things that i do right now it's what makes me happy everything all the stress that i encounter doesn't amount to the amount of happiness i get when i sleep under the stars or when i push myself or when i am snot tear crying um, i know it doesn't sound awesome but usually that means i'm pushing myself to another level and i'm like oh okay so i could totally do that now and yeah. let's go do it again right but you like, being in the outdoors though, I tell myself I'm like a dog, like, because I'm like, so like, I'm so overstimulated, like even like till today, like I've done all these activities, but even till today, like I'll go out, do a hike and I'm like overstimulated by everything, all the senses, all the smells, all the touches and stuff. And then when I'm like on the drive home, I'm like out, like, have you ever seen like, a dog oh, yes. at like a dog right. park? And they just like sleep the entire ride home with like, the yeah, out like a toddler. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. me yeah. i'm like yeah. yeah i am out like whole new life experiences day. right yeah. well i mean I'm, I'm glad you you talked about the actual hardships that you face and that it's not just what you see on you know what you glamorize on instagram because that's yeah. that was part of the motivation for elliot and i to start this podcast um you know we we're intrigued by all these travelers specifically on instagram where you know if you get into that community you're just your your feed is just overloaded with people doing fascinating things in incredible corners of the planet and we always like to get some feedback on the behind the scenes because we know there is a ton of work involved and it's nice to actually hear it from people firsthand that you know you're crunching away for a majority of the the hours in the day yeah it's, it's not so just the the final product Every flight, you know, I'm, you know, scheduling out emails to send out. I'm doing research. I'm up to like 2 a.m. every single night doing work. And it's email after an email after an email. And it's phone call after phone call. And setting up times like this, like it's 8 a.m. Or it's, we started this at 8 a.m. I'd rather be sleeping. But it's like, but this is work. And this is what we do. And it's like, because I like, you know, I travel so much, uh, people don't understand how much that like flights in itself have an effect on your body. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into it. Like traveling, like time zones has an effect, like that non-stability of income. Like you're constantly stressed out about that. You're constantly hustling. There's no holiday. There's no break. There's no like, you know, Oh, you know what? Today I'm just going to go like not do anything. Cause you got to hustle. You got to yeah. like really, really hustle. And for you, it seems like the most consistent thing you have right now is traveling with Chris. 
yeah, so we've been traveling for two years now together. Um, yeah, consistency. You find consistency in other ways, you know? Yeah. The stress is always consistent. <laughs> and change is always consistent. Change is always consistent. And pushing yourself is always consistent. So you find consistencies in other ways. Yeah. But yeah. And how often do you actually get to see your family? Um, Probably not as much as they'd like to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I'm home, I'm home for like a week or maybe two if I'm pushing it. Uh, <laughs> in the last two years, I've probably spent more time sleeping in airports and stuff like that than I did in my own bed. Um, I, I live with my parents because um, I love them, first off. And I have a big dog. I have a big Siberian Husky. And so he stays with them when I travel. And paying rent just doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. So, not, I, especially not when you're only paying for a week's for right week, well right, yeah you get a week's worth but you're paying for a, a year yeah and so i come home for like a week and then i'm like hey guys i'm here i'm you know i'm just gonna quickly unpack and repack and then i like leave again um, do, you, do you think when you finally decide to slow down would it be in the united states or are you going to pick a different country to live in definitely not united states um i've seen too much of it and i've seen so little of everything else that's out there um, I don't see myself settling anytime soon, to be honest. Um, I do plan for 2020. One of my goals is to not travel as much. Um, I do want to spend more time at home with my parents, but I still want to travel. Like by no means am I saying, you know, I'm going to settle down, get a house or any of that stuff. But I don't know. I wouldn't want to stay in a place that I've seen for 13 years. Right. And I'm hoping for you and just seeing your transition and the uh, massive amount of work you've put in over the last two years alone and where you are today, it seems like you'll have a little bit more power and choice to travel less and choose your gigs a little more. Yeah. So one of the things that finally has paid off is that I do have the ability to say, okay, so this is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do. This is how long I'm going to stay in this area, um, which is not, it's not two years of work. It's like seven years of work, seven years, like, you know, all my modeling career, all my pageant years, all of that put to it. Like today, right now I can say, okay, so I will be home for this and I will go travel for this. And I have the ability to say no to a job, which I didn't have um, a couple years ago or yeah. two years ago before when I started yeah. all this stuff. I said yes to every and... single job that came to my, you know, came to my feet. I was like, yes, let's go. Let's shoot. Yeah. I would be shooting so much that I would be going from like 10 to 10, right? Like, or like 6 a.m. to like 12 every single day and I would be like driving in between I'd be sleeping like I remember before I took off on all this stuff I had this like crazy week in Portland I had like all these like fashion outdoor photographers that wanted to shoot with me so I would literally go from one shoot to another shoot in my sleep in between would be in my car when I would pull over to like a rest stop for like 20 minutes 30 minutes I would like pull over take a quick little nap go to like the shoot site and then I would sleep in my car until the shoot. It was like, until it was like shoot time and wake up, shoot, and then go to the next one. But I would do the same thing. Yeah. I so. think that's the definition of hustle. Yeah. You're a yeah. hustler for sure. Yeah. 
So now I have the opportunity to be like, hey, you know what? I'm actually not looking for a job right now um, for like Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's. I could be like, I'm actually going to be home. I'm, I'm not hanging work. But thank yeah. you so much for the offer. You have you have literally leveled up. Yeah, literally leveled up. Finally. So <laughs> like, I think a few levels since two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So something else that I read on your website that I wanted to ask you about is the 60 hour adventure. Mm, yeah. I found that really interesting as someone I, I'm very um I take pride in my time management skills. And so yeah. I, I, I was able to relate to this article, this or this yeah. post that you put. And yeah, so just explain explain what it is to the guests and okay. Elliot. 60 hour adventure is anything it starts off Friday when you get off of work at 5 p.m. to Monday morning at 5 a.m. So what can you do in this short amount of time? And what can you see? Where can you go? And all that stuff. Because people that have nine to five don't have the liberty to be like, hey, you know what? It's Tuesday. I'm going to go on a hike. So essentially, what can you do in this like 60 hours? And I wanted to show people, you don't need months and months out wandering about to go camp or you don't need any of that stuff, which is something I didn't know existed. Like before I got into the outdoors, before I got into hiking, I thought it was like, you know, you have to like prepare for it. Like a hike, like, you know, a casual hike. I was like, oh man, like this is like rocky moment. You have to like train for it. And then like, you know, you got to like be super fit and then you can go on like this like two mile hike. Um, But in that 60 hours, like, what can you do? And what can you see? Like, where can you go that's new? Where can you go that's different? What can you do that pushes yourself? Does it matter if it's like 60 hours of like sitting down and like writing out in a diary, like all of your thoughts and all that stuff? Like, what can you explore that's different? So I really really liked it. I like the article. I like the idea of it. And uh, we actually had someone on a few weeks ago who her main, we always ask, and we'll ask you the same question about um, for someone who's interested in travel, what do you recommend? And she actually re- recommended exploring your hometown before yeah. you go anywhere else. Before, if you're like new to travel, if you're new to the whole idea of it, just explore around locally. There's so much nearby. There's so much nearby in my area that I've lived in for five years that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's places where I used to, where I grew up that I didn't know existed. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And it was 10 minutes from where I lived. Yeah. Uh, something I do want to focus on is doing that because I, I have not explored Pacific Northwest, to be honest. Like I've done all of my like walk up shoots. Like I went to Artist Point and I remember doing this too. Like I remember going to Artist Point and you like walk up and it's kind of like optional so there's like this like steep hill that you walk up and then you can either like shoot at like the top of that hill or that's actually the base of a backpacking trip like of a like a four-day trek that you could do so I did the walk up and I did the okay I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna shoot and something I do want to do is explore that and like this time go in with like a new perspective and be like cool like I've got my backpack and I've got like my trekking poles I'm gonna go in into the woods a little bit more and explore a little bit more but it's unreal because like people will be like have you explored Pacific Northwest and for me I'll honestly be like no I don't know anything that's in my own backyard yeah it's one of my favorite places in the country yeah Pacific Northwest yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. definitely for the outdoors 
definitely hurt. And so 2020, like part of like staying home, I want to be like, oh, you know what? Let's go on a hike, like in my backyard. Like, let's see what's out there and actually get to know the area. Cause I've lived in Seattle for like, I don't know, like 14 years, 13 oh, years. Wow. And yeah. wow. I don't, I don't know any of the hikes that are there. Well, I can tell you that another one of Melissa Miller, who is her tag is Miss Rover on Instagram. She's an occupational therapist, but Mm -hmm. travels a lot for her job and she'll like stay in different locations for months on end. But she lived in the Seattle area for a long time. And her favorite national park is the Cascades. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. So you have there, you have Olympic, you have Mount Hood. Oh, you you need to do it. I've got lots of homework to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, do you, Ellie? Do you have Do you have another question for her? No, I was just going to ask our standard. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I know we're, by looking at the time, we're getting close to nine o'clock. So uh, yeah. standard. So what is that again? So, <laughs> as as someone who has been traveling as a nomad for two years, and mm-hmm. someone who transitioned from the nine to five job, what do you recommend to someone who is an aspiring traveler, even if it's just like for a week, what do you Mm -hmm. recommend to them, how to get into it and how to set expectations with travel? Um, Get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, You're going to do a lot of things that you didn't think you would do before. You're going to sleep in airports. You're going to sleep in bathrooms. You're going to eat trashy food and it's going to suck in the beginning. You're going to get really, really sick when you start off because your body is going to be like overwhelmed with everything that you're doing. And it's just going to be like, whoa, like slow down, like slow your roll. But once you accept that this state of like uncomfortableness, it's just, it's fine. You start to accept so much and you start to see things in like such a new perspective. Like everything becomes not easier, but just more in the light, you know, and you start to accept who you are and you get to know who you really are. Like, Traveling is like not for someone that doesn't want to figure out who they are. And traveling with a partner is not for people that don't want to figure out who the other person is. I'll tell you that for sure. You get to know someone so quick and in a unimaginable, like non-private, like there's no privacy. There's no, like Chris and I are like, yeah, I can't do anything that'll embarrass him. I try but I can't (laughs) like we're past that. Like there's no privacy. There's nothing. You're all up in people's faces. Like, yeah. Very intimate. Yeah. So get super comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's going to be your life. Check humility at the door. And um, yeah. 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 Thank you for coming on today. I think you really nailed home. um, Like the fact that there's a lot of work put into the behind the scenes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I know we've been trying to do this for such a long time. Well worth it. So glad that we were able to finally figure out a situation to be like, okay, let's get this going. We knew it would eventually align. It had to, you know, one day. Yeah, 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 one day. So before before we let you go, we do want to get your uh, contact info, your social media handles, your website, and your blogging stuff so that people can follow you that are listening. Yeah, yeah. so I'm the Wild Indie Girl, and uh, you'll find that's my Instagram, and that is also my website, so thewildindiegirl.com. Um, and that's usually where you can reach me. Best way to reach me would be through Instagram because I'm literally like the terrible millennial that's like stuck to their phone all like all the time. That's me. That's this girl right here. Yeah. That's your job now, though. That's my yeah. job now. 
but that's this girl right here. You want to get in touch? Instagram. <laughs> that's how Chris met me too. He slid into my DMs. He's like, hey. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh. Like, we have a success story. We do have a success <laughs> <Yeah>. story. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, where most of our communication was too. And then, yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. with a few emails here and there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank well, you yeah. so much for joining us and have a great time on your cruise. Thank yeah. you. Looking yeah. forward to following it and, uh, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll let you guys know I did not drown and the yes, actually did not happen. Avoid tiger sharks at all costs. Avoid tiger shots at all costs. Uh, wear life vests and yeah, just stay on the boat. I'm just going to be on the boat the entire time. I'm just going to be like, you know what? You Play it safe. Yeah, um, that's the way to do it. Play it safe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey that that is playing it safe if you don't like to swim <coughs> yeah but playing it safe is definitely not not my style if she's the wild indian girl yeah i'm the wild I, indian girl so i'm the I'm, savage indian girl i should just like you should just own it i should just own it i'm a savage indian girl i guess that was my way of antagonizing you into going swimming yeah yeah i'm gonna do it you'll see me <laughs> snot tear crying pretty soon so it's like, Great. can't wait live can't stream wait. it yes all right. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Cheers. So that was a, another inspiring conversation. And to me, her story is one of the more authentic forms of the American dream. And I think, you know, what used to be defined, yeah. Authentic. Maybe, maybe it's just a new American dream. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, that works better for me. I, you know, the, the American dream used to be defined by, you know, you have to go to school, you have to get a job, you have to buy a house, as, as Priya mentioned on the podcast. And you're finding younger generations of Americans going, I don't even want to call it the opposite direction, but just a different direction in general. And people are realizing now with the aid of social media that they can chase their passions and they can at least give it a try. Like you have the opportunity to give it a go and see if it works. And of course, some people don't make it and some people do have to, you know, stumble into the nine to five and, and still make decent livings. But this does present an, op- present an opportunity for people to chase this new dream where they can force their passion to be their source of income if they have the ambition to do it. Yeah. And Priya is now an example of that. Um, we've talked to other people who've done similar things and it's, it's always incredible to actually hear someone who's achieved this. Yeah. And I think the, the American dream mindset at baseline is more so about being able to do what you want. Back in the 40s, when the American dream was buying that house and having a family, it was more centered on material items. And that mindset mindset has completely shifted to something intangible, like experiences and meeting new people and building relationships and not just having material objects. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, So for this week's trivia question... Be sure to email, email us your answers at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com or you can DM us at, you know, through Facebook or Instagram at thetravelersblueprint. So what's today's question, Elliot? What title did Priya achieve in high school while participating in pageants that helped her as a current model in the adventure tourism world? Mm, I know. I know it too. Send it via email, and uh, we'll, we're looking forward to your responses. Three winners will be selected at random, and you will receive a Traveler's Blueprint sticker. Thank you for listening. If you have a moment, rate us on iTunes, and we will talk to you next week.